Welcome to the Knit British Podcast. Knit British loves wool that's been grown, spun or dyed in the UK. And on this journey through all things British in connection to wool and knitting, I'm your host Louise Scully. We've got a lot to get through this episode, so grab your whip, grab a drink and let's go. British is delighted to be sponsored by Brit Yarn. Brit Yarn is a brand new online retailer seeking out the very best in British wool and bringing it all into one place. To share and celebrate in a love of British wool, visit www.brityarn.co.uk or click on the Brit Yarn logo in the show notes. Ah, hello and welcome to episode 33. Hello to you, my lovely listeners, and a big hiya if you are joining us for the first time today. It's lovely to have you here. I tell you, it feels like a whole world of things has been going on since last we spoke. Lots of things I can't talk about, but lots of things I can talk about. So I, I hope you're ready and I hope you do have a cuppa and you're ready for a sit down and a good catch up. Indiebury Yarn Crawl was last weekend in Edinburgh and what a weekend it was. There were workshops and there was a night out with socks and there was goodie bags and discounts and people and yarn. (laughs) And there were after parties and measure ups and everything else besides. I started out on Saturday morning with a mad dash to Ginger Twist Studios. The three shops on the Indie Butter Yarn Crawl, of course, being Ginger Twist Studios, Kathy Knits and Be Inspired Fibres. And I made that mad dash to Ginger Twist because I wanted to get a copy of Claire Devine's Sock Anatomy book, which was available in its paper and ink form. And I needed that because, you know, I have to knit a pair of socks by the end of the year. It was part of my sort of resolutions, wasn't it? And I love, absolutely love every design Claire has put out. They're fantastic. And I think I probably own every single pattern that she's published. So I needed the book. There are nine patterns. They're all fantastic. All slightly different construction methods. Beautifully styled and modelling feet provided by Jess. So of course I had to buy it and I had to get it signed. So that was my f- the first thing on my shopping list. And I think I pushed past everyone to get it and get it signed. I am sorry. Um, But I was a girl on a mission because I had to get Sakanati books from Claire and deliver them to me in Be Inspired so she could sell them in her shop. So, you know, I'm sorry if I pushed past you, but (laughs) it was really to get the Sock Anatomy book out there across Edinburgh. (laughs) And two other things on my Indie Bitty Yarn Crawl list I got from Be Inspired Fibres. I really wanted a copy of the latest Pom Pom magazine and particularly because of the beautiful Talavera top designed by Amanda B. Collins who was also at Indie Bitty Yarn Crawl and I got a wee cuddle off of it. It was fantastic to see her. I should have got her to sign her pattern as well, shouldn't I? The other purchase I made from May Shop was teeny 9-inch Chagu needles circulars to try out with socks because, as I said, there's a bit of a sock theme going on here. I am serious about 
knitting a pair of socks. So I I bought those. So, you know, I was sticking to my list. I thought, I think I was doing pretty well on Saturday. Uh, May's shop is just lovely. I think I spoke about it on one of the first podcasts. It's full of amazing yarns from Shilla's Dare, Lotus Yarns, Haibu, Cascade, Lopi. Mostly all of that is yarn that I can't buy because it's not British, apart from the Shilla's Dare. But gorgeous nonetheless and it's a very welcoming shop very welcoming indeed uh, i just missed the people that i were i was going there to meet uh, to be inspired so i sort of hot footed over to kathy's knits which was brimming with yarn crawlers uh, and there i met ramsey baggins and miss sia kate who came over to say that they were enjoying the podcast and made me blush <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was really lovely of them. Hi, hi to you guys. It was really lovely to meet you. I also met Fiona and Siggy there, who I was originally looking for in Be Inspired. And the lovely Kirsty Bedigan was at Kathy's Knits, aka Afia, who was holding a knit clinic and had her awesome designs on show and her patterns to sell. And I love her design inspirations. I really do. She's got an absolutely cracking wrap shawl that just looks like a length of woven cloth. It's it's amazing. As I say, I love her design inspirations and I feel a podcast interview coming up with her in the future would be great. Ginger Twist in the afternoon, where outside of the shop I met the lovely irate sheep from, from the land of Twitter. You know, sometimes you, you go to things like this and you know you're going to meet you know that people that you know online are going to be there and then you meet some people that you didn't know were going to be there and you're really chuffed and I'm, it was lovely to see you there. And also I saw Vicky, who's recently opened the Sheep on the Ceiling Etsy shop, which is a fantastically named shop if ever there was one. Um, and she sells hand-dyed fibre. Um, I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can have a wee look. And also outside the shop, this is before I even got into Ginger Twist Studios, I met Edinburgh Yarn Festival dynamic duo, Joe and Mika. And yeah, outside the shop was just as busy as, as inside the shop. So once I sort of got inside, uh, I had a quick browse and uh, headed off then to the Safari Lounge for a well-earned drink. And it was a it was a great day. There was a lot going on. A lot uh, a lot of the the crawlers were then heading out for a night out with socks, which was a very special event hosted by Claire Devine. Uh, Sunday was a much slower day for me, but no less social because Joe from the Shiny Bees podcast and I were doing our measure up service for. Uh, make it fit and we were doing that in the Sapphire Lounge we did that both on Saturday and Sunday and that was great fun and and there was you know there were quite a few people who wanted to get measured there'll be a couple of posts coming up soon on on measuring and you can also grab a measuring tape and a chum and use our survey monkey survey to know what to measure and you can probably print that out and keep that as, as your own resource but we're also going to be able to use the information that you provide which is anonymous of course and collate that uh, at the end of make it fit and we're gonna we're gonna show what is really average or standard when it comes to sizing because as we discovered at the weekend lots of people heartily concurred that what is small medium and large for one pattern house is vastly different from another. So that, that would be really interesting. Um, and that was that was good fun. And hello to everybody who came and got measured. And thank you for doing that. And so after the measuring up, I ended up back at Ginger Twist on Sunday afternoon. And 
sort of fell in love with a sample of the Foolproof Cowl by Inspiration Knits and it sort of just landed in my lap because I was um, having a wee look at some yarns and it, and it must be on top of a shelf and it fell down in my lap. <laughs> and this apparently has a really fascinating construction technique and I hadn't seen it before and Jess had the pattern so it wasn't on my original shopping list for Indie Bitty Yarn Crawl but I thought yeah I'm going to have that so I bought the pattern and I also bought two balls of signature sock from West Yorkshire Spinners to make my own version of the foolproof cowl. When that'll be, I don't know. But, you know, it, it's I bought the yarn and a pattern, so it's it'll get used at some point. It's not yarn that's just going to sit in a stash. It's, it will be made into that cowl eventually. <laughs> then after that, it was off to the Safari Lounge again for the after party. And it was lovely to see so many satisfied crawlers and catch up. With so many of my chums, Leona from Fluff was there and it's always a pleasure to see her. Some of my tweeps were there. Hannah, who's Dana Broad, Kate's Twirl, Just Gem, uh, Shiny Bees, of course, and the lovely Isla from Brit Yarn, who I had a chat with. And you can hear that just a little bit later. It was, it was, it was so fantastic and I was really looking forward to the social aspect of this weekend as much as the yarn. And it did not disappoint Many congrats to Kathy, May and Jess for a great crawl, but special pat on the back to Jess because she arranged such a lot of indie bit of yarn fun for everyone. And I know that she's already thinking about Indie Bitty Yarn Crawl 2016, which I am positive will be even more exciting and filled with yarny fun. A cracking weekend and I will tell you a little bit more about what else I got up to Edinburgh later in the show. <laughs> If you read the Brit Yarn blog at the beginning of this week, you would have seen a lovely interview with me and the announcement that Isla and I are going to host a Scully along. Scully is the cardi pattern designed by Karina Westman, which she uh, named after me and which I can't wait to knit. Uh, not just because it was named after me, but because it's a fantastic cardigan. It's got reverse stocking stitch, it's got a little bit of lace fantastic texture and it's designed in British wool so what could be better? We're going to be casting on on Friday the 17th of July which for you people taking part in the Hapalong is a mere few days after the cast off date for the Hapalong if you're looking for something else to keep your knitting fingers busy. You'll be able to sign up in the Knit British group from Monday and you'll find a thread in the Knit British Ravelry group and Tell us what you're going to knit your, your scully in and, and let us see your yarn if possible. Uh, we're given the cast off date as the 25th of September and each week the chat thread will swap between the Knit British group and the Brit Yarn Ravelry group, which is what we did with anyone who did the Lush podcast will remember that we did this. It keeps it interesting and it keeps everyone on their toes a little bit as well. So more details are coming up in my chat with Isla. There is a special 10% off discount on double knit yarns from Brit Yarn with the code SCOLLYCALDK15. That code, it only lasts till Sunday the 28th. So do go and check out the awesome double knit yarns at Brit Yarn. There are Blacker Yarns, Wendy Ramsdale, Eden Cottage Yarns, West Yorkshire Spinners, uh, Wednesdaydale Longwell Sheep Shop. I think you will find that there is definitely a yarn there for you. 
I'm really looking forward to all the cal fun. I know there are quite a few of you who are interested in knitting Scully. So do go over to the Knit British Ravelry group on Monday and sign up. A few folk have asked me how you pronounce my surname and I've said it about 10 times in the last five minutes, but it's Scully. (laughs) On that note, let's go over to that chat that I had with Isla uh, at the Indie Bitty Yarn Crawl and we talk about the Brit Yarn Journey. British wool in general and of course we talk about the Scully Cal. We recorded this in an echoey room uh, in the Safari Lounge and I have done a bit of jiggly-pokery to lessen that echo quite significantly actually. You know I always have to have background noise. I always have to have some kind of background noise. Uh, Do adjust your volume as needed. Brit Yarn, how did it come about? Why did you decide to sort of quit the day job and go on a really journey? <laughs> um, long story. Um, basically, my employment changed, and obviously, love knitting, passionate knitter, um, and just kind of thought, you know, nobody else was really doing what my idea was of all about British wool. So I kind of thought, why not? You know, this is an opportunity, and and to go for it really. So and uh, yeah, did a bit of research. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> Here we are today. <laughs> it was it quite an easy journey? You knew when, when your end date for your employment was. I suppose you had a little bit of time to sort of... Yeah, uh, it's, been, it's been a kind of like a... Oh, I'm quite kind of a bit of a control freak. So <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I've had, I have had months and months of kind of time to research and, you know, obviously send emails and contact people and phone people. Um, there's only so much you can do, obviously, up until a certain point. And then obviously then once things had, you know, come to an end at work and that's when I could really sort of like start getting my hands dirty and, you know, kind of like, you know, great big boxes of wool started arriving and, you know, sort of, yeah. And that's when it becomes a little bit real and you think, oh gosh, what we're doing. So I know, I'll probably answer this question, but how easy was it to decide what you were going to start? Because... British wool is one thing, but actually when you start to look at what's yeah. like there and what's available, yeah. it's been quite I had a list of, you know, obviously yarns that I really liked. Um, and during the course of the research, the, a few surprises came up. Some things I thought was okay, you know, in terms of my woolly principles actually wasn't okay. So obviously they were crossed off, you know, straight away. But yeah, it was really hard because, you know, I can't stock everything. Um, I obviously want to try and make sure there's a, you know, a nice range, a nice balance of different fibres, um, hand-dyed, mill-dyed, natural. It was easy in some respects because I have to love it, first of all. So, you know, there's some things out there that I'm like, mm, you know. But choosing the colours was, like, <laughs> so hard. I just can't tell you how many times I crossed things out of the list and started again and changed things around. It, it was hard because in terms of the colours, obviously I couldn't just pick things that I liked. You know, I had yeah. to sort of think, okay, well, what would, you know, you know, what would other people knit, you know, in these colours? And, you know, if it was um, yeah, a lush cardigan, you know, what, what colours would other people knit it, not just me? But, yeah, so I've tried to get something for everybody, you know, in terms of sort of shades. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy at all. And we've spoken about this before, but it's, I think it's quite important to talk about it because you touched on it there about how, you know, you have the really principles and some of the yarns that, appear to be British aren't actually um, it's a kind of question of semantics it is and I think that's why I wanted to be really clear you know this is what I mean by British 
because you know British or made in Britain it can mean so many different things to so many different people I wanted to be really clear of what I thought British should mean so for me it's it's got to be grown in Britain and wherever possible you know the whole process has got to be done in Britain um, and if it isn't for whatever reason then that again is, is made clear in in the information so you can choose you know if you don't want something that's been processed perhaps overseas then there's so many other options yeah. it's you know so but yeah it's, it's surprising what is considered to be British rule because the British rule board mm. has to be at least 50% <laughs> yeah. is that right 50% yeah. British yeah. but that yeah. could be anything. anything yeah yeah and I think that is what's so confusing mm-hmm. Um, because, um, and I've had chats with people before, thinking, well, it's like got the British war mark on it, but yeah, it doesn't mean necessarily, yeah. and obviously the British war mark doesn't include um, British overseas territories, so Falklands, but they're not included, so yeah, I've, I've kind of created my own, <laughs> but it is, it is so confusing. And I think, you know, you're right, you need to ask those kind of questions, definitely. because you want to be sure that the things that you you know, love and want to put out there for people mm. as the real deal, yeah, as the real yeah. And I think it's a, it's a case of just, you know, saying, don't be scared of asking people. You know, if you're at a yarn festival and you are wanting to try and buy British, um, or even just out of your own curiosity, you want to know where it comes from, ask. Yeah. Because, you know, they really should know and be they, quite they, open about where it comes should. from. And, and, it's, and, I mean, my big bugbear quite often is the ball band doesn't give you enough information. Yeah. If it doesn't have the provenance on it, not on the ball band then ask and if and if they don't know then, then personally i walk away yeah you know if i can't be told any information about where that wool has come from yeah you know it's entirely up to you what you do and don't want to buy but that information should be freely available but it's just finding out about them and that's a hard thing and that's a great thing about going to the, the festivals because you can you know you do see the people that maybe don't have a website yeah um you know and you can buy really different Fantastic yeah. British grown wool. And, and I mean, another thing is as well is quite often they're not charging nearly enough for no. what, they've, what they've got because yeah. they don't actually realise what that provenance yeah, means. Exactly, exactly. Or, or perhaps they think that maybe they can't sell it because there isn't the interest, but actually there is. There really is yeah. the interest out there. Um, you know, I've had lovely emails and things from people and chats on Ravelry sort of saying, this is amazing. You know, it's just so brilliant that actually all this information is clear, it's out there. Um, and that they don't have to do the, the hard work yeah. and asking and phoning and, you know. Uh, and it's just the beginning thing. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. Is this the third week? Um, this, will be, this will be going into the third week. Next week is the third week. So, so how is the first couple of weeks of Britain? <laughs> it's been a whole massive mix of emotions. It's just been absolutely amazing. It's been scary. It's been nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's been stressful. But it's been brilliant. And just, what was it like waiting for that first order to come in? <laughs> I, was, I was kind of like on tenterhooks because I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, my lovely husband, we did do some live testing, obviously. And my, my darling husband, bless him, did actually buy some yarn. He can't knit. Um, <laughs> Um, and um, he insists that this is his skin of yarn. Um, he, he bought some Brit sock, um, some lovely um, self-striping, and I said, oh, I knit you some socks in it. No, it's mine. You can't knit. You know, <laughs> tell me what you want and I'll knit you it. It's mine. So it's, it's currently still on our coffee table. And I, I kind of, I, I pet it every now and again. I'm kind of like, oh, you're so nice. I like you. I want to knit with you. But no, he insists he's going to have plans for it. I'm not entirely sure what these plans are. Oh. But he's got plans for this skein of Brit sock. 
<laughs> and, and that's what I'm really loving. Uh, you know, I've had sort of chats on Instagram and Twitter from people and on Ravelry uh, with people sort of saying, this is what I've bought and this is what I'm planning to do with it. And it's great because I stand there at my wrapping up table and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, what would I do with this shine? And oh, that's a pretty colour, cool <laughs> you know. <laughs> I had a lady this, uh, this last week and she bought some um, oh, um, yeah. the new blacker yarn. Um, and I said to her, you know, what are you gonna, you know, what are you gonna make with it? And she told me that I went onto Ravelry and I checked the pattern out, and I was like, oh, that's really nice. Add it to favourites. Add it to favourites. <laughs> so yeah, my, my queue of um, things to knit is, is getting ever longer. It's not only the focus on British wool, but you've got. Um, British-based designers as yep. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you write about, about choosing? Yeah, them? it was really important to me to have everything, um, I suppose, local to Britain. Um, so it's, it wasn't just about the, the wool, um, it was about the designers, it was about um, sort of the whole website and everything. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to, because obviously there was a whole sort of VATS digital, uh, VAT moss thing going off, um, as I was kind of in the early stages of setting up Brit Yarn. And I kind of wanted to just help and, you know, support, I suppose, um, and, and highlight, you know, um, sort of our knitting designers, so to speak. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a case of, you know, again, can't stuck everybody, um, you, you know, but sort of, you know, made, made my choices and just trying to sort of spread, spread the love, I suppose. And it's good, but it's a really good mixture as well, because you've got um, Eden Cottage-Yarn, mm -hmm. then you've got Carrie Westerman, yeah. who's, and then there's um, Rachel Kubisi, uh, West Yorkshire Spinners as well. Yes, yeah, here. they've got their quintessential DK and yeah. their works of Aaron Pattons as well. Yeah. Um, and again, they're the ones that you don't necessarily see. Um, you know, unless you're sort of, you know, you're heavily onto Ravelry and things, and maybe not sort of people that you might have come across. Obviously, yeah. there's the big, you know, the big names there, but it was just a chance to sort of show people off in a way yeah. and kind of, you know. That's it, and I think if each one of those designers are, you know, all have something different. Yeah, they're all unique. They start getting the balance and yeah. um, and different skill levels as well. Yeah, um, you know, not everybody sort of wants to get knit massive intricate lace shawls. No. Um, not everybody wants a really fancy pair of socks. Um, you know, so it's kind of just getting the you know, the balance wire. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just a case of, yeah, getting a, a good selection, it's something for everybody. Um, and that's going to increase and grow as well. That's, you know, that there's definitely going to be lots more, lots yeah. more there, so. Um, I wanted to speak a little bit about the community aspect, because you've built mm. a really good community yeah. already. <laughs> that is brilliant. Because <laughs> um, you started quite soon before the shop opened yes. with uh, Instagram yeah. and um, Twitter and, uh, and you've got a rabble. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's quite a lot of I think on, my, on our chat thread um, a few days ago, we got to 100 posts um, and uh, one of the I didn't notice to be fair, it was one of, one of the ladies on the group noticed and she was like, oh have a glass of red wine, you've got 100 sort of posts on this and I was like, oh wow, thanks, cheers, have one too. <laughs> so yeah, it is, it's, it's really nice, I've always been, I, I love chatting to people online, um, you know, certainly where I live, there's not a heavy sort of knitting community, uh -huh. um, there's a little knitting groups and stuff, but it's, 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 there's not that much, mm -hmm. um, so for me it's always been a lot of online, even before Brit Yarn, um, you know, chatting on the forums in Ravelry and on Twitter, um, Instagram's quite new for me, I never had an Instagram account before, but I'm loving Instagram, I'm loving seeing all the pictures, it's been brilliant just sort of chatting to people and, and it, it, you know, and I've sent so it's been orders from all over the world so far as well, um, America, Australia. It's been it never immense. Surprise me how people outside mm -hmm. of Britain yeah. 
are really interested yeah. in British yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. There's such an interest. Yeah, yeah. I, it, blew, it blew me. The first one I had, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so wow. <laughs> I think but it's, it's something to be really proud of as well. Yeah. Because obviously, and not just for me, but obviously for our, you know, sort of, you know, British world in general, yeah. because, you know, if there is that interest overseas. It's, there's a lot yeah. of love out there. And yeah. it's, it's, um, some people start off small with maybe some of the commercially small, mm, like the yeah. Wendy Ramsdale, yeah. which is fantastic, yeah. really yeah. accessible British yeah. yard. I love your colours as well, love really colours. nice colours. Like, really lovely. friendly on the pocket, mm, yeah, and definitely. it's a, a, a really nice, because um, there's a lot of people who love their Wendy's and their Sturgeons mm, and their Mayfields yeah. and have never sort of, you know, it's hard to move on to yeah. hand-dyed or yeah. British single breed yarn or, you know, rare breed yarn or whatever, and I think people sort of then go to black, to black and yarn, yeah. to and and things like yeah. that, and they're sort of, it just takes you onto a journey, basically. Yeah. You do, and I think you build up that. Oh, you know, I like that. That's nice. And yeah. you, you build on from there, and your confidence grows. And you know, you might just buy a ball. Um, shall we speak a little bit about Scarry Cow? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, we're um, really excited. Yeah. Right. So we're going to do the Scarry Ball, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, it's Cow Restaurants Mountain, yeah. which you. Sell. Yes, yes, yeah, we have the paper copies. So if you're like me and a bit of a traditionist and prefer paper to digital, then yeah, no, it's all there. Yes, much prefer that. <laughs> mm, yep. So we're casting on on the 17th yep. of July. Yeah, Friday, yeah. Yep. And we'll have a little party, party. <laughs> on um, Instagram and we'll have the threads. Also. Yeah, lovely, yeah. yeah. In Ravelry, which I think first week it's going to be in it is, the yeah, Brit yeah, it is, Brit yeah. Group. And yeah, it's really exciting. I know there's lots of people already who are excited Dying about to start, it. yeah. I've not told anybody about it. People keep emailing me. It's like, <laughs> when is Scott Carl going to be? There was, there was a, yeah, I had various conversations at Edinburgh Yarn Festival uh-huh. and I was like, oh, I really want to knit the scully. And I was like, oh, right, okay, that's a, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. So, I am going to knit mine in black and Leonis. Ooh. Yeah, no, I'm going, I think it's the rose quartz that I've perched. That's I've got. so um, And I don't normally, I'm not really a pink person, but I just thought that would look really pretty um, and sort of to expand my wardrobe kind of selection. It's so, so I think it'll look brilliant, and because obviously the skull has got the lace, a little bit of lace yeah, detail, lovely. and obviously I've done a lace swatch and it does block brilliantly as well. So I, I think it'll set it off really nice. The reverse stock in it. Which will be lovely, love yeah. that text. What have you decided? I have Toft. Ooh. And I think that's what I'm going to do. Ooh, in, very which nice. Is, I don't think it's called Toft Ulysses anymore. I think it's just Toft DK. But it was, it's, it's the yeah. Beaumont and BFL and something else. And it's a nice sort of charcoal grey mm. yarn. And so Bad. I think that. I think that's that'll look nice. I've not that'll swatched nice. it yet, so I think the Wendy Lambsdale would actually be It would, as well, yes, yeah. Because it's sort of that single ply, isn't it? Yes, it and is. I think it would yeah. look really nice in the the stock the yeah. bare stock in yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. And some of the some of the um, pure breeds I was thinking the Welch Mule would look really nice in it. It's a nice rich cream colour. Yeah. Um, and it's got a really nice it's it's a it's it's quite a soft yarn with a really nice sort of definition as well. That was one of um, the when I did the yarn squishing session mm, at yeah. the podcast lounge at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, that one got such a lot of great feedback. Yeah. Somebody said it was a friendly yarn. Yeah, no, so which really suits like that. that's a brilliant and, description. Friendly yarn. Friendly yarn. <laughs> if you wanted to do a, a Pure breach, that would be it would work really well. Would it would work nice. really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I think the pattern's going to lend itself really well. I mean, it was designed to be used in British Yeah, it was. Hardigan as well just lends itself to so many different options. Because yeah. um, also, I just love the design of it because it's, it's a very nice, elegant cardigan. Elegant. You know, the sort of cardigan you can sort of wear, you know, going out in the night time maybe, or just on the, during the daytime, yeah, popping to the shops. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's... Oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to alternate the chat between the Brit Yarn Group and the Knit British Yarn And we'll have some information on our blogs yes, about yes, yes, where you can yeah, find yeah. the chat. But it's a really nice way. We did that with Lush Podcast. And it's a really nice way to sort of yeah you do you end up chatting to different people and and helping each other because i mean I, I did do the lush podcast and that was a brilliant thing that was you know i'd never kind of knitted like a, a cardigan constructed in that way before yeah. um and you know if you got stuck there was always somebody there that would be like you know yep not a problem and hints and tips and yeah. you know so they, you know um, you know we all just help each other and that's, so if you've got any it. problems just shout because you know we've all kind of got stuck in the past exactly. and, it's, and we've all got different sort of expertise and you know different strengths yeah, it's that's the brilliant thing. That's that's why I, love it. I think, and I think this this pattern will also appeal to people if you're a sort of a seasoned garment. Mm. Leader, but if you're not, you know, I think if you yeah. approach it as your first garment, it would be. It's definitely do. doable. It's definitely. Kind of first garment yeah, pattern, it was. Of yeah, well, it was. So yeah, yeah. It's got that. It's definitely got that. I feel. think so because it's it is and it's a nice construction because it's obviously seamless. So there's yes. no sewing up. It's, it just ticks like just so many boxes. Yeah, it really does. Definitely, so. I think it's going to be really good fun really good fun really yeah, we're gonna run it until i think it's the 25th of september i think it was that's right yeah so it's, it's a, a nice, nice long one nice over the summer holidays one. but nice weather hopefully yeah, but about dawn knitting nice, i think it'll be really good yeah can't wait. what about other things that are cut up for bit yarn um, are you going to be doing any shows or anything or is that not this year um this year is very much a case of um sort of you know getting the website um sort of you know made bigger i suppose i'm um, adding more stock i've got a bit of a cal hopefully in the future in the year um in um, october um so that might be something to do with um feet maybe <laughs> who knows i could possibly say um so yeah, so this year is very much about you know sort of you know fetching in more more of a range um a bit of a research year in terms of me physically going to shows and because obviously i have been to many um but obviously as a you know from a different angle i suppose yeah. so um so i'm doing obviously looking into different things uh, with a view to next year um attending a couple and then yeah sort of take it from there really um i would like to do some of the smaller shows as well as the bigger ones mm -hmm. but yeah and then just sort of see how see how that goes really and yeah and things are always you know I've got lots of plans, lots of ideas. Um, I have a notebook. So yeah, there's, yeah, there is lots of things. Um, yeah, definitely expanding. Definitely looking at the smaller producers. I think you'd like to, as time goes on, add. Small, yeah, small definitely, definitely. Like that. Yeah, that is definitely my plan to um, to explore, um, explore the smaller producers. Uh, obviously, that takes time and research because yeah. they're not always on the internet, and sometimes it's just by chance. Um, so yeah, it's definitely my intention to to go into the smaller producers. Um, and, and sort of stock, you know, their yarns um, and give them a, you know, because they're, they're, they're farmers at the end of the day, exactly. you know, they, they obviously, you know, they don't necessarily have the time or the know-how or the want or desire to have a website and a shop exactly. and, no, you've got to shout about it. Um, and also just, you know, on the blog, you know, you know, the blog isn't just about Brit Yarn and, and what Brit Yarn has on its online store. You know, it's about me, my knitting, my knitting journey. Um, so, you know, I'll be blogging about things that I've made that might be from, you know, from these smaller producers that maybe don't do wholesale. Just to sort of share, 
share the knowledge and you know I, I blogged about Lee Yarn Festival last weekend and I saw some amazing stall holders that did some amazing hand dyed yarns you know and I've not come across them before and I just wanted to share that information and, and pretty yarn is me and and you know and vice versa uh, you know it's it's it is a very organic kind of thing so you know yeah it, there will always be elements of me and sometimes I might retweet something you think mm, what's I got to do about yarn but it might be because it's you know it's something I'm interested in um, you know I did an art history degree last year so you know you might get the odd kind of art retweet or something <laughs> because it is it is me as a person it's, it's what's and it's all these different things that have shaped me over the years and given me the confidence to write blog posts and you know talk to you here today and yeah. Oh, I would love to have um, a studio uh, where I can stack even more yarn, <laughs> uh, but with that, you know, like a workshop space yeah. um, and have classes because we don't really have any where I live and, and the surrounding sort of commutable locations. They are obviously classes and things, but they tend to be quite one of the mill, you know, whereas yeah. obviously up here in Edinburgh, they have some amazing classes, but it's like, you know, three and a half hour train ride yeah. from me. Um, so I would love to kind of, you know, be able to sort of do things like that. You know, and just somewhere that, you know, if you somebody wanted to come by for a cup of tea and, you know, that that would just be amazing to have that and people could then see it. Yeah. So that that is like a really, you know, a, a long term dream stroke goal um, I really want it to be achievable I'm sure it can be I'm sure it um, is. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a business owner I was employed I was you know kind of you know had a desk job and you know yeah a very different um, very different direction and I love it it's brilliant thank you so much Isla since the last podcast and, and the announcement that Brit Yarn is sponsored in Knit British, the response I've had has been fantastic. And that's that's really lovely. And lots of people are so happy that Isla and I have, have sort of bandied together a little bit. And who knows what we might achieve. Uh, <laughs> do go over and check out BritYarn.co.uk. You can find... Nearly all those yarns that we talked about, you can have a look at the fantastic range of custom dyed colourways from Yarns from the Plain. You can check out the yarn of the month, which is Blacker Leoness. And don't forget to have a look at Isla's fantastic project bags, which are available in an array of really cheery fabrics and sizes. In other news, while I was in Edinburgh crawling for yarns, the lovely fella and I were looking for something else too. And some of you already know this, but soon the Knit British podcast will be moving to Old Reiki. I've spoken about my 13-year love story with Edinburgh before, and it was always on the cards to move back eventually. We're really excited to be moving and I'm really excited for what this means for Knit British because I can actually go to Yarny events and go and interview people without paying an extortionate small fortune airfare first. So I am really looking forward to that aspect and getting out and about a bit more with my microphone. Uh, in the next few weeks, normal service might be ever so slightly disrupted in regards to show dates you know, in relation to moving and, and things. But I do promise to keep you updated on that. And I will let you know when the first podcast from Edinburgh can be expected. 
I want to say a very quick hello to the new kids in the Knit British Ravelry group. We've got Miss Border Lester. Hello to you. Ruth Hawkin. Angora. Angora, thank you for your uh, message this week as well. Madame de Beauvoir. Hello to you. Missy Karen, Jackie Mania, hi to you. And I also want to say um, a hello to Michelle, who I met at Indie Biddy Yarn Crawl. At the end of the Indie Biddy Yarn Crawl after party, it was me and Joe, Jess and Michelle, and we had a right rare we after after party to ourselves. So hello to you, Michelle, and I hope you're doing fine. Uh, also, hello to everyone taking part in the Knit British Hap Along. I know I haven't made mention of the Hap Along in this episode. There's a reason for that. I want to do a, a very happy-filled uh, episode next because we're getting very close to the end of the Hap Along and it's can't tell you how fantastic and how much I've, I've enjoyed it and how much I've enjoyed seeing everybody chatting in the hap chat group which let me tell you there are 5326 posts in the knit british hap chat thread and there are 127 finished objects so far and you have all blown me away and your love for the hap has blown me away if you've not taken part in the hap along and you're, you weren't sure what it was about and you're not sure why all these mad people are now knitting haps, just go over to the Knit British Ravelry group and have a wee look at the hap finished object gallery. There are just such an array of styles and colours and it, it's really fantastic and it's going to be very hard to choose winners, let me tell you. Um, so hello to all you chaps. I know I've been quiet. It's been hard to catch up. Uh, with the thread but I've, your love for the hap is unbounding and and I think you you're passing the hap bug on to lots of other people as well so fantastic to you hello to all of you I will be back soon I hope you can join me then as I say there may be a slight disruption to uh, show dates but I will let you know in advance via Twitter and thank you very much for listening uh, it's always fantastic to have you around. I love talking to you and I will be back to talk to you again very soon. So take good care. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. You can listen to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher Radio and knitbritish.net. 